0: I'm sorry that I missed your party. I wish I had a better excuse, but I can't even lie. You got
1: me. I was busy thinking about boys, boys, boys. I was busy dreaming about boys, boys, boys. I was busy thinking about boys 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 let's get ready to rumble welcome to aya versus the big boys tonight's fight david cronenberg's the fly hello and welcome my name is kevin cookman resident big boy and ringleader for the matchup Of the century, as you very much know, we are struggling in a global pandemic, most of us working from home, the side effect of that, a lot more free time to catch up on media of all shapes and sizes, we all have movies we know we should have seen by now, but just haven't, call it the canon. Call it the IMDb Top 250 or <laughs> call them the big boys, the pinnacles of cinema, maybe the most explicitly patriarchal artistic medium of all time. I want to suck your movie blood. <laughs> it is time for a bro movie beatdown. <laughs> Wait, well, he didn't complain this time. Incredible. Without any further ado in today's <laughs> episode and every episode, watching today's film for the very first time, I am joined by the titular prize fighter herself, the one most wanting to be fused with a baboon, I <laughs> Layman.
0: That baboon was so cute. When it jumped into his arms and he was just <laughs> yeah. holding it. Oh, precious.
1: Well, see, that's the magic of cinema because baboons, much like dolphins, Love to uh, uh, sexually assault. Ah! <laughs> uh, re- that was a big problem on set, apparently. Uh, where the baboon, uh, you can't train a baboon, as David Cronenberg I- has said. I'm sure. Uh, so, if anyone ever comes up to you and goes, "Oh, I have a trained baboon," that's no, you a lie. Don't. That's an oxymoron. <laughs> uh, so, problem was that the trainer was like, "Yeah, we might have an issue with the female crew members on set, especially the ones that might be close in height to the baboon." And so the only way they were able to assuage this baboon, who apparently had a, a meltdown, a freakout, when he was in the telepod because of the flashing lights, he broke down the door to get out. Of course.
0: You don't put a trapped animal in there.
1: <laughs> well, David Cronenberg did for the clout, baby. The only reason this, ba- this fucking monkey was able to get calmed down is because Jeff Goldblum is six foot five and he was automatically designated by the baboon oh, he's as the, the alpha. alpha in the room. Folks, welcome to a show all about alphas and apes. This is Aya versus The Big Boys. This is our spooky month. Uh, Before we get into the episode, make sure to go rate, review, go subscribe on Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. Email us at iversethebigboys at gmail.com so that you too can disrupt the show as I do somehow, my own show, every week. (laughs) Uh, I, uh, it's October. It's October. (laughs) It is,
0: I believe, inarguably the best month.
1: Best month of the year, October. Why? Is it just Halloween that gets you going, or what else about October?
0: The vibes are right. It's October. It's my birthday. It is (laughs) the month. Okay, it's not too cold, not too hot. It's the the vibes are there. It's October, baby. Best month of the year.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I see you're already in the swing of things. You're wearing the a a red swiped uh, tee. Uh, you look like a J Crew mannequin. I think you are What's right new? and ready in your What's best new? place, your best <laughs> state of mind.
0: I look like a J Crew mannequin every day, so just jot that down. Kat. <laughs> I just jot that down.
1: It's uh here we are. I versus the big boys. Last uh, year, uh, we were doing our spooky month, but it was also the month that we were launching our old episodes. Yeah, the big timeline.
0: month last year. Big October. This is
1: a. Yeah, this is sort of the 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 one year anniversary of us actually making episodes for the main feed. Uh, That's Since wild. I think we we started with making horror movie episodes, and here we are. We're getting right back into the fucking swing of things, bigger and better than ever. We got five, I think, full eps of just full horror this month. It's like that many wow. Saturdays we get <laughs> since uh since last October. Let me know where you're at. What? How are you feeling about horror films?
0: You know, Kevin. I'm getting better at them. I like a spooky movie. Have I watched Malignant yet? No, but I'm dying to. I have um, brought it upon myself, taken it upon myself to watch all of the Halloween movies this year. I've watched so far one and two. So circling back. Got to keep it going. Keep it moving.
1: What's, What's the goal of that pursuit?
0: I don't know. Buddy, okay. buddy, I, <laughs> let me remind you. <laughs> you got me hot this morning, okay? I'm, all, I'm, I'm on one this morning, okay? I started my day with the fly. I'm ready to keep it coming.
1: Wow, okay. I, I haven't even seen all the Halloween movies.
0: I, all day, every day, I sit on my computer and I write my little tweets. Uh
1: uh-huh.
0: And I'm joined by a little friend mm-hmm. in silence. So yeah, sometimes a girl needs a little hobby. Sometimes a girl needs a little project.
1: Gotcha. By little friend, you mean you mean the cat, not like a, like a small friend under your bed or something. <laughs> a, a ghoul, a goblin. I think all of
0: the above, babe. This house is definitely haunted, so I'm sure I'm surrounded by several <laughs> little friends.
1: <laughs> this is true. You live on the Transylvanian hilltop of Altadena. <laughs> I do. And I have
0: my kitten, and she hangs out with ghosts all day.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, happy
0: Halloween! <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm not having any of those fucking fantasmas in my fucking house. You get out away from me. So you're watching every Halloween. Uh, you're. It's are, are there any other like horror pursuits you have now that you're in the search of hobbies to to make it so that you're not going insane?
0: I feel like that would be a great horror movie. Me trying not to go insane by watching a bunch of horror movies and then going insane regardless um, i don't i I don't know, I think just kind of like what uh tickles my fancy. I'm trying to get into the the I'm trying to get into the Halloween spirit this year, you know.
1: Is that something that you usually do? <sighs> yes, or is it just because it was missing last year
0: I feel like it was really missing last year, and I like love obviously I love Halloween. I'm not in like the annoying like can it be Halloween yet in March? But, like, when the, when I'm starting to feel a certain way, although, like, yes, do I dream about living in a spooky house in Maine where I have the best Halloween decorations in town? Maybe. But, okay. like, I'm not, like, one of those, like, Disney adults who's, like, I'm going to have a really over-the-top Halloween costume. Like, no, I'm going to have, like, a fun, cute one, and I'm just going to have a good time. Okay.
1: I'm spending $900 on my costume so I can attend Oogie Boogie Bash in exactly. Splendor.
0: Exactly. So uh yeah, I-, I love Halloween though, like so much. Like it's probably top three favorite holidays.
1: Is this a gendered holiday, you think? You think it, it belongs to any is this is this something that men have not been able to claim for themselves yet?
0: <laughs> uh no, because I think it's deeply um uh, the the male gaze G-A-Y-S. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: True male- and fact.
0: G-A-Y-S <laughs> gays have taken Halloween under their wing. I went to, okay, so I went to a screening of um, Scream 1 and 2. I'd never seen 2, which I really enjoyed.
1: At Thinethbia,
0: At Thinethpia. um, And I was trying to tell my friend where we were seated. And I looked around and I was like, okay, like, here's like the general direction of where we are. And I looked around. Oh, no. And I was like. We are literally surrounded by horror gays, and he came and he was like, "Holy shit, <laughs> you were not kidding." And he himself was a horror gay, so I was like, "You know what? The more, the merrier, baby." But yeah, easy no, pickings. I think really like like gay men are so obsessed with horror movies. And like queer queer women as well too, but like I don't know. I've just seen so many tweets recently and I follow a lot of gay dudes who are like I'm watching the worst fucking horror movie you've ever heard of and it's a 3.5 <laughs> out of 5, maybe.
1: <laughs> this is uh this is actually a great point. I think one of my best friends who always texts me for anything horror related. Every time Beyond Fest happens in LA, he tells me about all the tickets he got and then his reactions to everything one of the most profoundly gay men I've ever met in my life. Profound. Like, uh, Craig, if you're listening, I love you, buddy. I can't wait to hear how Lamb was.
0: Oh, bless. Yeah. It's 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 a beautiful uh, subculture and I love it. I love it for them. So yeah, I'm so, like, so no. I mean, maybe it's not, maybe Halloween's not for the straights. <laughs> maybe you guys wow. don't get that one.
1: <laughs> Revolutionary. We, we just get all the movies. We get all of the fucking tropes. We get all, yeah. we have the foundation that has not even been close to being shattered to this day. Yeah.
0: The gays always die like second in the horror movies. Oh no, I'm seeing a lot of lesbians in horror these days, which I'm into.
1: Oh yeah, because you know, you know, they eat each other's pussies and they they have titties. I watched That's a, lot, that, a lot of horror directors do that for I watched
0: that horrible Fear Street movies, just the first oh, two. No. Yeah, it was nightmarish. <laughs> just did you watch those?
1: No, I do no, no.
0: I just don't understand why they had to be a full hour and 45 minutes when there were three of them. And they're just kind of gross. Like, they're not even, like, over-the-top gross. They're just, like, I don't know. I feel like there's, you know, we talked about this in the um, Suicide Squad episode about how movies are just, like, really into being gross right now. Like, really hyper-violent. Which is, like, you know, kind of fun. But these movies aren't scary at all. The Fear Street movies. They're not scary in any way. And I was like, why am I watching this? I want to be a little spooked and there's nothing spooky here whatsoever. It's just kind of like gross and intense.
1: Well, Aya, sometimes, dare I argue, (laughs) gross and intense is all you need. Aya, this week you had a stomach flu. Tough,
0: tough week. (laughs) Tough week for you. Uh,
1: some of the greatest details of the stomach flu you were not able to expel any fluids Why are you doing this This is
0: gross no one wants to hear this
1: (laughs) oh I think this is this pertains I think this pertains greatly you were stored up with all your bile (laughs) and so here we are with the the galaxy brain decision to rearrange the schedule real quick we're gonna do another movie this week but as soon as you got the stomach flu we were like okay she's vulnerable let's (laughs) pop in she's prone (laughs) David Cronenberg's The Fly. The Fly. 1986, baby, Aya, Aya. Kev. Is this your first David Cronenberg film?
0: I believe so. I think I would know, right?
1: <laughs> you would probably have an idea of, of what Cronenberg is.
0: Um, yeah, I have not seen. I've been told to watch Existence. What? <laughs> yeah. So, okay.
1: I don't know if Fucking you fuck had that person.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Um when I was a teenager, I Who oh, told me to watch this movie. I can't remember. Um as you know, when I was a teenager, I was like, I love movies. And um a lot of those it, the influences of movies that I enjoyed and were told was told to watch was by um our tech theater tech director.
1: as it always is yeah
0: and um that and those men always have the most fucked up movie recommendations and i remember i literally i probably still have this note in my phone that just says existence and i can't remember if it was from him or if it was from i remember one time i my family won like you can actually see them behind me we won family portraits in like a auction or something and i remember going to the guy's studio in like silver lake gorgeous studio and he showed us the pictures and I saw his movie collection and he was like, let me hit you with some movie recommendations. So I have like a list, another list in my phone of just like random movie recommendations from like a random photographer. In Silver Lake. <laughs> I was so for like did you- 17 <laughs> and I just remember wow. so notably, so I can't remember if it was from our theater director or this random man, but Existenz is in my notes app uh, literally 10 years ago.
1: Huh. So you, so that's, that's just the life of like a, a semi film loving woman, just from as as soon as you reach adolescence, you're just getting unsolicited recommendations all the
0: time. I mean, I mean, they weren't necessarily unsolicited. I was kind of like, I it was clear that I was like, tell me what to watch, you know, because like my parents had done their work, and it was in the hands <laughs> of strangers. It was in the hands of strangers at that point. <laughs> so there you go. Um, no, I I really wanted to watch Cosmopolis. Um, obviously. Need I say more? Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I guess maybe Maps of the Stars, but otherwise That's no, I've not that, seen.
1: Okay, so, so those are the ones that that you were like remotely knowledgeable about, like things that you should probably see.
0: Arbanz and maybe.
1: Okay, so have you ever come across with maybe a conversation or uh, an article the term Cronenbergian? Yeah. Yes. What did that mean to you with no knowledge of who he was? Did you know what his kind of deal was?
0: Yeah. I knew it meant
1: gross. (laughs) (laughs) Did it mean anything to you beyond that or was it just synonymous with that?
0: Yeah. It was just kind of like, oh, yeah, it's going to be really gross. And then I watched this movie and I was like, it couldn't possibly be gross. and then it It was very gross. (laughs) Like, I knew it was going to be gross, and then every scene I was like, couldn't possibly get grosser, and then just you wait.
1: Don't you fucking doubt this weirdo Canadian. Don't you doubt this
0: man. It's going to get grosser.
1: (laughs) Well, Aya. This weirdo Canadian. (laughs) Very exciting. He would be Canadian. You have seen your first Cronenberg. What does The Fly 1986 tell you about what Cronenbergian means?
0: Gross as hell, like (laughs) sick shit, disgusting, fucked up. What's going on in Canada?
1: Do you actually want to know? It's fucked. (laughs) It's really bad. That's all I need to know. It's very, very bad. Based on like its most
0: famous like products being like Drake and Justin Bieber, I'm like, you know what? Maybe we should just stay out of Canada. People always like, let's run away to Canada, and I'm like, are we sure about that? (laughs) Are we certain? (laughs)
1: <laughs> i i can't remember the exact government protocol that it was but there was a test throughout the mid-20th century on pregnant indigenous women in canada uh to essentially give them medication or some sort of process that basically mutate an entire generation of indigenous uh children uh either- isn't there
0: that whole thing about how they have like mass burial
1: sites of indigenous children too Yeah, that's related. Like, they keep Uh, finding them? Yeah, uh, Canada is, of course, always seen as our kindly neighbors up north when their uh, local history is just as depraved uh, and not quite as far-reaching as the United States, but equal in uh, evilness in its, uh, you know, in its desires,
0: the funniest Uh, video on the internet right now of justin trudeau trying to say
1: lgbtq (laughs) 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 (laughs)
0: dgb no lgh wait
1: (laughs) and it was that video folks that won him the prime minister position once again That's where I think Cronenberg comes from an interesting place, is that, yeah, he's Canadian. That doesn't really mean much to most people. But once you actually look at what he grew up through and what he's most interested in, in psychologies, in cultural histories, in the grossest shit possible, he is maybe not directly, but subconsciously picking from basically mass powerful countries' immigration policies.
0: I feel like we're conditioned to like watch media in, like, a certain way, obviously. I feel like we're programmed to even just, like, watching scene by scene because we've obviously seen so many movies. You, There's there's a formula. There's a breakdown to every single scene where you're like, naturally, this must happen next or naturally, this is going to happen, but maybe I won't be shown this. Every single scene of this movie was just like, no. I was like... and and I felt stupid because I was like, surely they're not going to show this. And then it happened. Surely this guy... I didn't know this movie was about a woman's right to choose, as it were.
1: <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. It's the whole third act of uh, conflict. A
0: woman's right to choose. <laughs> and again, I d- I, that is just me using a turn of phrase. Obviously, um, not only women can get pregnant. I'm just using the turn of phrase, as it were. But... Uh I was shocked to discover that this was an abortion rights film. <laughs> Shocking. Where does this movie take place? My brain said Seattle, but is it Canada?
1: No, I That's a, a terrific question. Uh I think it's just wet city USA. It's
0: wet city USA. It really looked like Seattle to me. It f- had Seattle spirit, but I like wet city USA a lot.
1: I <laughs> <laughs> uh, for This is a deceptively simple film. Uh, it is very much shot like a soap opera to the extent that Cronenberg at one point was adapting this to be a TV soap opera. Uh, I don't know how that what? was going to pan out. Uh, but it's it's three characters and maybe two locations.
0: The
1: fly. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all you need. The rest of it, like the pure entertainment factor of it is what appalled you so much is you're not going to show me oh my god you're showing me this. oh you've
0: showed me this
1: <laughs> oh my fucking god uh and so there's a as much a, of an easy construction as this is there's a lot of movie to talk about here brother
0: there's, there's a lot so of movie. much to, so much to I'm freaking pack here this movie freaking this movie r- runs does not walk like I was I was lounging, you know, you know, when you're settling into a movie, I'm uh-huh, sipping uh-huh. my tea, I'm sipping a top Chico, maybe. And then suddenly it's like we're already at his lab. And I was like, hold on
1: <laughs> one second. In under what? 95 minutes, you see a human being turn into hamburger meat. That's all it takes. 95 minutes and you're in. And
0: that's it. Yeah, that was uh, that was shocking to me. But I loved it. I love that this movie, every single scene was something happened. I mean, I know that that sounds silly, but like I just said, I just watched a, like two 100-minute-long movies where every scene, every three scenes, something happened. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, um, this movie, uh, no fat on this one.
1: I think it's a, a, a terrific point, because I was thinking the same thing, how like every streamer title even the HBO Max films that are going to theaters at the same time, everything has this dreaded runtime of like 108 minutes. Like every single time you look at the runtime, it's, it's the same worst. 108, 108, 111.
0: 111, it, to awful. me, a red flag is going to be a bad movie.
1: <laughs> and you're right. Like you mentioning that you had like a turndown period, you're expecting a turndown period with a movie where you're able to settle in and get into it. That sh- is that should be recognized as the mark of a bad movie. Every time if you can like still be walking into the theater as it's beginning, bad film. Bad movie. I
0: had to go back and rewatch the beginning of this movie cuz I was like, "So wait, what <laughs> where did we start with?" And there's yeah. no context given whatsoever. You're literally dropped into this massive party, introduced to two people who you know have no information about whatsoever context clues and you're in he gets carsick and that's all you got.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I do wonder if that pacing maybe works a little better at the time of release when you know, Goldbloom and Gina Davis are dating. And so, you, Oh, <sighs> did you not know this? Love love. Oh uh, yeah. So this is one of the blessed films that stars an actual couple. Mm. Uh, And so I guess maybe to that extent, you don't really need too much context going in if you know this is like a Hollywood star couple, like you don't need to see them do the meet cute or anything like you kind of already know, like even by the end of the film, when it's this like torrid love affair between the two of them and it's this absolute tragedy, even though the film isn't building them up as characters for that, because you have the real world influence, it works completely. Yeah. It, it, It embeds itself so deeply.
0: You don't get those very often anymore. But like, I mean, I don't know. I don't really even need that. Like, I was just, I, I thought it worked so well. I was like, I'm in. I'm in, let's go, you know?
1: So this movie was gross as hell, but did you like it?
0: Yeah, I was worried that I wasn't going to be interested or engaged at all because I started it and I was kind of like not focused, you know? as Like like I said, I, I needed my turn down period. I needed a time. I was watching it uh kind of like in you know when you watch a movie in in between things where you're like oh shit i gotta put pop this on and then last night i finished it and i was like falling asleep kind of and i was like wait what (laughs) and this morning i went back and like truly watched the things that i had kind of missed and i was like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) but i did really like it i fucking give me a 90 minute movie and i'll enjoy it i don't care i don't care what happens in it i will have a nice time and i yeah i liked the speed of this i liked the drama it's such a melodrama i love the soap opera-ness of it i love i mean i love gina davis (laughs) who doesn't yeah i thought it slapped i thought it ripped i had a good time but you know i like body horror
1: that's right here we are returning back to body horror uh now this, I actually have a, a question for you, and I don't, I have no idea what happened. Uh, Nineteen eighty-two, the thing comes out. John Carpenter's The Thing, to Rules. some of the uh, to the worst reviews of John Carpenter's career, and Absolutely. is a complete flop. Four years later, The Fly comes out by David Cronenberg, and is a box office sensation. <laughs> it is a certified critical and financial hit. What a que?
0: I think that I think people were uh, I think people are into the the love the romance aspect of this movie which is yeah. fucked up and by the end of the movie I was sitting there and she's like yeah! and I was and she like can't shoot him and I was like girl you've known him for what <laughs> how long and how much of that time was he a fly <laughs> like come on <laughs> she was dickmatized by the fly but I mean, I think truly people are drawn to the romance aspect of this movie as opposed to in The Thing, which is about... I mean, that's like a complex character study of a bunch of men who don't like each other or don't even and hardly even know each other. So, like, you're getting this, like, grossness, but, like, you can't even... Okay. I'm going to speak in very gendered, very uh, traditional terms. You can't even bring your girlfriend to see the thing, you know? Like, Sure. Your guy, your boy, you're like, yeah, it goes up. Uh, hell yeah, the thing rules. And then your girlfriend's like, no, that looks gross as fuck. <laughs> and you can't even be like, but Kurt Russell's kind of got this hot thing going for him, which he does. <laughs> but with The Fly, you're like, I mean, like, I know anyone, if, if you're like telling me that Like, the hottest Hollywood couple is going to be in this movie. Sure, I'm going to go. Like, sure.
1: Oh, it's also
0: extremely disgusting? (laughs) All right, fine.
1: Like, the easy pitch is you turn to your girlfriend and you go, Baby, what if I turned into a fly? What would you do? Let's go watch a movie about it. Easy, sold, in.
0: That meme that was like, what if I turned into a worm? Would you still love me? Guys being like, no. You're a worm. (laughs)
1: Uh, would you say, uh, uh, in terms of like gross body horror, was the fly able to tap into some sort of psychological recess with how much molten flesh and degradation of the human body there was, or was it mostly for you just like a special effects showcase?
0: Um, I'd say the latter mostly. Okay. The part that really fucked me up, honestly, and I mean, this is me as speaking as a person like with a vagina, was when she gave birth to, in her uh, dream. Oh, God. When she gave birth to the larva. Um, oh,
1: man.
0: When Cronenberg when himself delivered the larva, that, uh, that, was, that was hard for me to watch. <laughs> that was bad.
1: That, that scene up until the very ending of the film is some of the all time best filmmaking I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I, w- I haven't seen this film since like high school. It's always been one of my all time favorites. And so I was really excited to rewatch it to get into the Halloween spirit. And oh my God, it is bravura when we see Brundlefly. And the moment that I was in my garage watching this film alone, I Ooh, stood up. Fun and screamed at my tv i cheered i hooted and hollered when this motherfucker his eyeballs pop out of their sockets and his whole face comes off in one piece to reveal a googly-eyed fleshy fly. fly fly monster i lost my shit i have never seen anything in a movie so pure and good.
0: I do love that he just immediately is like, I'm Brundlefly now. <laughs> like, I, love, <laughs> I love how he refers to not even like the Brundlefly or like Bru- Brundle slash He's like, Brundlefly, that's me now. Well, I'm, I'm Brundlefly. <laughs>
1: well, what did you think of, of Seth Brundle in this film? There's a case to be made. I, I feel like if you were to do like an op-ed think piece that this is like a movie about Elon Musk and Grimes you know like this is like the esoteric genius scientist who uh is so up his own ass that he ends up killing himself through his own inventions uh wh- wh- what did you get of of this guy's hubris and and all that he was about
0: you know what i got kevin you know what i got this oh. man served me oh god go. Jax taylor oh. <laughs>
1: Oh, no, (laughs) no, don't bring in pump, anything but pump,
0: pump energy, (laughs) and maybe it's because I just watched the season nine premiere last night, which actually ripped, did you watch the new episode of Vanderpump Rules, Kevin?
1: I did not know they even shot a new season.
0: I know, right? I was shocked. I
1: thought they canceled it.
0: (laughs) It actually ruled, it was better than, the first episode was better than the entirety of last season, we don't have to get into it literally like slash okay Jax Taylor but also James Kennedy like this man had when he was like phase one of Brundlefly. when he's like I'm I'm fucking and sucking constantly <laughs> when they're having the saddest sex you've ever seen on screen and he's like let's keep going and he's like look at all the things that I could do I literally all I could hear was Raquel Raquel look at me I'm a DJ Raquel Raquel I'm an amazing DJ next tuesday like that's all that i could process in that moment i was like oh my god this man this man is on adderall he's he's railing adderall and he's like look what i've become i'm a legend and then as he he dis his body disintegrates physically disintegrates that's just freaking That's, that's a, that's the pump, that's the pump man. That's a, that's a Jax Taylor. That's your James Kennedy. That's an influencer man just becoming nothing is just fading into nothingness because he gets so up his own asshole.
1: Yeah. I mean, in pump, we see all the alcohol and and hot yoga just wear away at their bones.
0: Yeah. And all the Adderall and all the cocaine and and just like. The, and the and the high the the highest high of them all is just being recognized at the restaurant where they once bartended.
1: Do you think there's that much ethos in 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 Seth Brundle's demise as there is in Pump to you? <laughs> do you feel like you can feel the destruction of his self so clearly as you do with Jax Taylor?
0: No. As we've as we as I've said on many occasions, Vanderpump Rules is legitimately Shakespearean. So, so just jot that down. I I feel like I don't have enough context for him as a person, as a character in this movie. So, like you know, obviously he like loves, he's into Ms. Gina Davis, and he's like a scientist, but he's speaking so confidently and pompously the entire time you know like the first the first scene of the movie he's like they're lying i'm not like how do you know what if what if that guy over there is carrying cancer fuck you jeff goldblum <laughs> but like so no i'm like i think that he just kind of is a dude i don't know like he 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 already starts off pretty high and he just kind of keeps going so i i don't think there's like as you know like a such experience <laughs> a character transformation in this movie i think you're kind of supposed to assume there is based on her affection for him but like i think i think that that was always there even again like i said even from the first scene that's always festering he's just waiting until he can prove to other people that his you know his skills in his scientific achievements are going to change the world
1: yeah i mean like the dynamic is that like she's like a very hawkish story chaser and he's a showman that desperately wants someone to chase his story. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, I guess this, the big question I had about his whole dynamic throughout the film is when he, uh, absorb, not absorbs, but when he fuses with the fly, which by the way, very lucky on his part, bad news, he fused with a housefly. Good news. The fly was a gymnast, uh, <laughs> I was always very curious about his transformation. Like, is he genuinely excited about becoming Brundlefly? Or is he overcompensating because of the rookie mistake?
0: I think at first he is legitimately excited. Because, like, you know, at first it kind of rules. Like, he's he's cool, you know? Like, the only real issue is just, like, (laughs) the he's cool like he he can do all these tricks he wants to fuck
1: (laughs) this fly had a giant cock
0: (laughs) exactly and uh then he i don't think at any point he even accepts that he failed (laughs) maybe in like the final sequence when he i think in the the only time he really is like okay this kind of sucks shit is when he becomes the actual machine that's when he's like i fucked up but even then Even then, it's because someone else got in the way.
1: I think that's a really great point that you just brought up. Because you're right. Like It is 90 minutes of watching this dude never admit defeat. Never. And the very, very last thing he does in the movie is take the shotgun and put it to his head.
0: (laughs) He's like, like, I can't even (laughs) accept that. I need to die.
1: (laughs) The final action is him finally accepting the ultimate. I think, yeah, that is why this movie ultimately hits with me so hard. That's got to be it.
0: Yeah, it's super fun. Like, there's never a moment where he's that's like, awesome. I fucked up. I need help. <laughs> like, he's like, no, you need to live. You need to have our baby so we can see what insane shit I did. <laughs> like, what has happened? Like, that's so cool. Like, he's lit. He, 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 until his dying breath, he wants to continue to use his machine to see when, what happens when he fuses himself to Gina Davis and their child.
1: Awesome. <laughs> yeah, it rules. I wanted to see it.
0: <laughs> this would be kind of a bummer to me, only that um, both of these men suck and I'm supposed to be rooting ultimately for one of them. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, <laughs> no. Do you think so? I'm kind of rooting for, uh, for, uh what's his name, Stanton, which is one of my favorite on-screen character names. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're rooting for him?
0: At the end? Yes, I'd like him to shoot the trundle fly.
1: Uh, I, l- I just said it wrong. Big, Brundle big, fly. big, 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 big fan of when he gets his ankle dissolved. That was uh, one gross. of the grossest <laughs> things I have yeah. ever seen, and that was he upsetting. deserved it.
0: I thought maybe the hand was more upsetting. I think both were upsetting. Don't get me wrong, but the hand, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh. I did, I have no sympathy for a motherfucker that tries the move of walking up to an ex and going, "Well, what about some stress relieving sex?"
0: That was exactly. I didn't want to be in her
1: apartment (laughs) Uh,
0: or how he falls to his knees in a department store because he sees her purchasing a leather jacket. (laughs) That part was so disturbing to me. and He's like crying on the floor. Embarrassing.
1: And then I'm supposed to root for him. I don't know if you just I think he's the antagonist. I think like our sympathies are supposed to lie with Brundlefly even though that he's is a not fucked true. up monster. You're
0: not, your sympathies are absolutely not supposed to lie with Fly. Oh, totally. <laughs> no way.
1: Totally. If your
0: sympathies are supposed to lie with Gina Davis, obviously.
1: Yeah, and, but then also the man who is like molting before our very eyes.
0: No, his own hubris allowed him to molt before your own very eyes. You're supposed to be like, damn, suck shit, but congrats, I guess. <laughs> you're supposed to sympathize <laughs> for Gina Davis and then I suppose by proxy, because he's the only one helping her, Stanton.
1: Can he help it? He has fly brain you going to put this on him? He has insect politics, We're gonna motherfucker. We're going to blame
0: the little fly. <laughs> You're
1: going to blame the little fly? What are you, fucking fly You fucking bitch, huh? fly huh? My God. Look fly, at
0: this. Fly, uh, insect politics made me scream. I thought that was so funny. Because you texted me about insect politics, and I was like, what? And then two minutes later, it happened on screen, and I was like, the greatest thing I've ever seen in my
1: life. <laughs> I think Jeff Goldblum in this movie is... It's one of the maybe the best performances I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> the extent to which he never stops talking and every single line that comes out of his mouth is like an instantly quotable, oh, that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking astounding.
0: <laughs> every scene, like when he truly becomes unrecognizable as Jeff Goldblum, you're like, is that Goldblum in there? Or did they get someone else in, in the costume? And then he speaks and you're like, Wrong, 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 wrong,
1: wrong, wrong. <laughs> when when you were listening to Goldblum speak, were you um how how tuned in were you? Were you ever kind of like giving his ideas were you sort of treating them as like valid in any like, sense? Or what do you mean, you like just the children's book ramblings? about Brundlefly? Uh well, I I guess mostly like the philosophical shit where he keeps talking about how computers are computers are dumb but you have to learn flesh. Now he keeps going down this rabbit hole of constantly figuring out what flesh can evolve into and how computers are either a key part of us or a key tool uh, in in destroying us. Like, I feel like if you, I, I was really listening to him this time and I'm like, this is all obviously coming from a manic state of mind. Yeah. Uh, fly, fly brain, as one hey, uh, might call it.
0: hey.
1: Uh, Doesn't deserve that (laughs) But but I I was listening and I was like This is basically David Cronenberg Writing a dissertation paper on everything He would make from this point going onward And so I I was curious Were you tuned into that at all Or was it just kind of like Crazy man texture
0: Yeah it was just like oh this guy's losing it (laughs)
1: Did you go. see a- any of that Cronenberg type shit cuz this is your first one? Yeah. Uh the thing that he is really into is like the melding of man and metal and machine and not even metal and machine, man and synthetics. Like what happens when a what really happens when a person is stabbed? Like when you introduce metal to a living human organism. Mm. Like that kind of shit he likes to look into on almost a biological level. Uh was there anything here that spoke to you in that sense or was it kind of mostly just a hell yeah blockbuster that comes out <laughs> the same year as Aliens?
0: I think I would have to watch it again to truly take that in because I think this time I was so as the first time you watch it you're so like you're so enchanted by the visual effects of it that I don't think I could even process what he was saying while i was looking at him especially because she's she's not even really listening and she's just kind of like bro there's a lot going on here <laughs> like what the fuck she's living in truly like like you said like she's truly living in a soap opera where she's like i have to tell this man that i'm pregnant with his spawn but i i i I don't want to like I want to get an abortion like she's truly living in a soap opera and he's like what, what if there was a what if there was a fly <laughs> like, oh God. <laughs> like they're in two different movies and I was in her movie this time just being like holy fucking shit I think next time I could be in his movie where I'm yeah. like well what if there was a fly
1: <laughs> how, how did you feel about uh, Gina Davis uh, in this film I, I, I find it really impressive that even though this is like the Brundlefly movie. I personally find that there's like a very equal amount of not just screen time but like story between the two. Like this is a two-hander for me.
0: Yeah. No, totally. I love her. I thought she was amazing. I love Gina a,
1: Davis. A 6-1 goddess as we all love and know. God.
0: <laughs> Lost my breath. Um I love the way they do her makeup when she is pregnant and you can just see it reminded me of and i'm it's so apparent because i think they've actually talked about how okay bear with me here okay no i can't even say it in breaking dawn part 1
1: oh jesus <laughs> but Christ, the way man.
0: that they cuz i think that they've even discussed how cronenberg was an inspiration for the way that they because that is a fucked up thing. She's pregnant with a vampire and it's literally draining her life force in every single way, physically, emotionally, like everywhere. And like Motherfucker,
1: what do you think a real baby does?
0: I know, but like she <laughs> No, it's the opposite. You're you're supposed to glow when you're pregnant. Uh,
1: a baby is a parasite what are you talking about
0: (laughs) but like when they you know the way that they show her giving birth obviously it has to be like pg-13ified but like it is so fucked up the way that you know what as you as you read it in the book how she's like being like he's biting her all over to try and keep her alive as this baby bursts out of her stomach hell yeah yeah but this movie, as she's getting, as she is pregnant with this sp- spawn, and you don't know what's inside of her, like you, like she doesn't know, she's like, just get it the fuck out of me because I don't know what this is going to become. You can see the way they they change her makeup, and her face is so pale and gaunt. And it looks like early, early on in, in Breaking Dawn when she's Pregnant and she starts to look like, oh, what's inside of me is draining my blood. And in this movie, you're like, okay, I don't know what's inside of her, but the way she looks right now, it's not good. She's right. Get the fuck out of her. And I love that because you're like, like, she could just be portrayed as this like crazy woman who's like, I don't know, get it out of me. And he's like, You gotta keep it for science. But you can tell it's not. Right, it ain't right And the guy's like, let's give it a few days You might change your mind And you look at her and you're like, get that shit out of her
1: What do you think her baby would have been?
0: That's <laughs> So fucked up I was like, she's, on, she's in the stirrups or whatever And giving birth And just like a fly
1: <laughs> Just one small
0: <laughs> And they're like What, <laughs> what was that? I don't know. I truly don't know. Okay, another thing about Vanderpump is that I will warn you, uh, and I will yeah, warn the yeah, audience yeah. that in the first episode, you watch a live birth. Oh, and come I was on! So upset. I was so upset from the angle and the way they have to blur certain things. From the angle, you're like, "What am I looking at?" And then all of a sudden, a baby is coming out, and you're like, "Holy shit!" I just watched a sex no, ed video no. on birth on Bravo. <laughs> Uh, disturbing disturbing yeah i don't know i think it probably would have been half fly half person right had to
1: be. May maybe maybe a quarter fly <laughs> <laughs> it's like how one people say like when they're eighteenth african you know?
0: <laughs> it's the one drop rule is that what it's called
1: <laughs> i have a question about wearing makeup okay <laughs> i i do not okay it, Many may consider that uh, a personal flaw of mine that I do not. Uh, Jeff Goldblum is clearly acting throughout this entire film in pounds of prosthetics and makeup. Yeah. You, just by pure proxy, (laughs) have a closer one-to-one imagining of what that might feel like. Yeah. What's it like to wear that much makeup? (laughs) Heavy! (laughs) Heavy! that can sweaty you move your cheeks can you do you how bad no. do you smell jesus sweaty Christ. i'm sure
0: he was sweaty because it's like wet makeup like that's wet.
1: yeah it's like
0: damp like he's supposed to look
1: like, constantly dabbed in like glycerin
0: yeah it's that would prop that was probably i would like to read how he because that's what i was thinking of too i was like is he under there because that is heavy it's heavy it's like it's gross it's like not pleasant
1: yeah. Well the the film was constantly handed to a bunch of uh like prominent leading actors but they always turned it down because of the makeup. They did not want to deal with that. They thought that acting behind that would be impossible. But then you get Jeff Goldblum who at the time is not a huge actor, but he's big enough and also dating Gina Davis. Yeah. So it's kind of like he's enough of a marquee bring. Uh he was excited about the makeup. Oh, he God. was pumped about the chance to be able to work with all these prostheses. Okay, go off. I I don't know how he does it, but it really does look like he has like full control of his face and body in this film. Like it is an incredibly physical performance that I would not have expected from like, I, I can only imagine you can only move certain ways so that your fucking cheek doesn't fall off and you do yeah. spend like two hours reapplying. Yeah. Like it's, this is nightmare, <laughs> like, it's oh just like Daniel Day-Lewis shit.
0: When he opens his medicine cabinet and is like, this is the museum of Brundlefly, and it's just an ear, like it's just like random things that have fallen off his body. Oh man. Obsodic. Oh man. <laughs> it
1: is like, because it's a remake of like a 1950s monster movie where the, okay. the 50s monster movie is very different in that when the transformation happens, it is a grown man with a huge fly head. <laughs> um, so <laughs> he goes in the machine and he comes out with a giant fly mascot head. Cronenberg looks at that and he, that's also kind of what happens in the script that he's approached with for the fly remake, uh, this film. And he's like, hmm, I'm going to change one major thing in my rewrite." this isn't a movie about him becoming a fly and just like, oh, we have a fly person now. <laughs> this is a movie about the gradual decline into finally becoming that creature and how miserable it is. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's so graphic that, again, much like how we talked about with The Thing, so many people thought that this was a movie about AIDS.
0: Oh, very fair. Right yeah. in the middle of the 80s.
1: Like in the heat of of the epidemic, yeah. Cronenberg uh, claims that was not his intention whatsoever. He's going for a more generalized. This is just happened. This is aging in in advanced. You know, like this is just what disease does to a person. It's all disease. Uh but it is like it's another thing. Like you know, w- coming from Canada in a history of like biological terror, and then making movies in America where you get to be constantly surrounded by a new type of biological terror yeah it makes sense that like it might not be his clearest intent but it is so seeped into i think all of our creative bones kind of like how we can never quite make or do anything that isn't somewhat informed by 9-11
0: yeah. <laughs> no uh, totally and, yeah. and like and at this point we will never make or do something that isn't somewhat informed by this probably yeah they're novel coronavirus (laughs) or even if it's not coronavirus like isolation or you know quarantine or something like that
1: body horror is probably gonna make a huge comeback eh?
0: yes absolutely hell yeah and i until i say hell yeah (laughs) (laughs) i have a friend now rebecca langle hello shout out oh Quick side note, Rebecca Langle sent an email to I versus the big boys at gmail.com and she asked when we're going to do a burnt episode and I think that'd be a fun Patreon special and I would like to acknowledge the question and say yes.
1: So David Anyways, the so, pl-
0: <laughs> she texts me every time when she watched when she watched Fear Street, she would text me because she knows I like body horror and was like, cool body horror in this movie. It's <laughs> like, hell yeah. Adding it to the list. And there is a girl goes through like a like a meat shredder. <laughs> it was ripped. Honestly, it was nice. Cool it was really cool. Um, Yeah, it it is dawning on me. Just a quick side note that Jeff Goldblum, I think, just like is into wearing heavy makeup because I forgot that he's in uh. Shockingly, Earth Girls are easy. Several years after this movie comes out, in which he wears like a full (laughs) body makeup again.
1: Okay, are you familiar? Uh, Is he blue? He's blue. He's blue. Okay, I am. I am aware. Yeah, I guess that. Yeah, what? Let me look at Jeff. What else does he do? That because I always see him as like a naked fleshy guy. He. That's how I mostly, I just I like, he's he got that, that bronze I think be like, skin. like, yes,
0: love that. He's like, he's half nude in Jurassic Park, naturally.
1: Mm. 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 Look, look, obviously Jeff Goldblum, a very pushy guy, apparently. Uh, a very touchy-feely. Yeah, a touchy guy. Type of guy. Uh, which, bad. Uh, not the greatest. In the grand no. scheme of horrible things by horrible people, a little lower on my list, but still on the list.
0: Yeah, I think I think he's just sus. I don't think he's necessarily like I think I don't think anyone was ever like, yeah, he was like terrible to me. I think he's just kind of like, oh, this guy's really touchy and has like a quite young wife. <laughs> he's sus. He's sus.
1: Hey, buddy, you make the fly. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, yeah, I guess Jeff Goldblum. I don't know what how that's the crazy thing. He is a prolific Actor. Uh Do he's done everything and anything. I have no idea how to define his career.
0: Do you know that Jeff Goldblum played one of Rachel Berry's fathers on Glee? Uh
1: no, I did not. There you go. Who's who is Rachel Berry? I'm gonna kill you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's the girl! It's Leah Michelle, it's the main girl.
1: Oh, yeah, I don't... Why would you expect me to he know that bullshit? He plays one of her dads on
0: Glee, which I think is deranged. Deranged. One of,
1: one of her dads?
0: Do the math, Kevin. Do the math.
1: Do they recast the dad every season?
0: No, she has gay dads.
1: Oh. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum, open-minded.
0: Open-minded. Played a gay <laughs> named Hiram Berry.
1: <laughs> is The Fly a good horror film?
0: yeah rips
1: but like a horror film
0: yes because i think the best horror movies are deeply uncomplicated and this movie uncompl- i mean obviously i think it's complex in it's you know what it posits about science and bodies and you know hu- and, and hubris mm-hmm. but it's not complicated it gives you a it gives you it posits a question what if a guy fused with a fly? <laughs> <laughs> and it just proceeds from there. It's like, what happened if he impregnated somebody? What happened if he he didn't admit defeat? And I think the best horror movie, and it's and it it does scare me. Like that last scene is scary as hell. When he they're like in his lab, and there's just like so many shadows around, and you know that he can stick to walls. <laughs> You're just terrified. And watching him spit on Stanton's hand.
1: Oh yeah.
0: And it disintegrates.
1: Blah, blah, blah,
0: blah, blah. it's uh, shit's scary
1: yummy yummy tummy tummy no uh, <laughs> i have some plot questions for you that i, I know you're always kind of a, a plot person and okay. this movie raises some interesting not holes per se but just ambiguities okay curious when uh brundle goes through the teleportation device yeah has he fixed that problem where the, on the other side, it's a synthetic recreation of what came through the first telepod? Did Brundle die, and now we are with his clone, which is also a fly? Yes. That's awesome.
0: <laughs> well, I think, honestly, like, I think that the reason he becomes so much worse is not because of the fly, but because he is no longer human. Like, he is a synthetic recreation of a person, and so all of his flaws, like his hubris and things like that, cannot be balanced by his humanity of having, like, actual complex feelings. He is now just a legit, like, a clone of what he was, which cannot, and and because it's synthetic, it cannot nail down, like, oh, like, he was capable of, of experiencing love. He was capable of experiencing, you know, like, some kind of, like, a personality at all. And I think that... So, yeah, I think that he has passed. Like, he dies and becomes a
1: clone. Yeah, because I, I was always kind of lost in this film about, like, okay, I get that he fused the fly, but, like, was the fly, like, a Chad? Like, why is he <laughs> suddenly, like... Yeah, like, why is he being like mate? this? Yeah, why... What about the fly made it so he can fuck longer and fight harder? Exactly. So I guess it's that... It's just that synthetic recreation... Of what male hub- yeah, of what male hubris is. Huh. Thank you for fixing the movie for me, Aya. Now this is truly a masterpiece <laughs> like, from beginning oh no, to end. It's perfect. <laughs> wow. That's that's awesome. Of course. Of course. <laughs> oh god. I like that he dresses like a cartoon character. Very fun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can't even think of an outfit he wears in this movie.
1: Oh, well, he wears like they're, one they're- funny shirt. Was it, there's the joke where she opens up the closet and he has the same outfit the sta- just five oh, times oh that's what you mean okay yeah, and he yes. says it's like it's the Albert Einstein thing
0: yeah where he's like don't have to think about it don't have to waste time thinking about it <laughs> <laughs> which makes I, me think yeah. I'm like I love how uncomplicated my silly brain is where the best part of my day is being like but what am I going to wear <laughs>
1: <laughs> was there did you get emotional at all during this film
0: uh like sad not really
1: i guess the answer is no probably
0: (laughs) i mean again i was upset i was upset for her because Uh um she was impregnated and um in this country baby i mean i like that they kind of are like yeah getting an abortion isn't hard that was cool you know it kind of had like the the, um the parasite effect on me which obviously i don't know if that was i still don't know if this is like an intention of uh bong Ho, but like at the end of parasite What was for Parasite here? Uh, When he obviously has brain damage and gets his brain like bashed in. And then he's at the hospital and you're like, oh, my God, he's going to have to pay all his hospital bills now. And then you're like, oh, wait, this is in America. He's probably going to have to pay $17 for the bed that he was in. (laughs) This movie was like, oh, my God. And now she has to find a Planned Parenthood that will perform the abortion. And it's like, no, 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 no. You're fine. Don't worry. And it's like, oh, right. The real horror show is um, reproductive rights in this country. And in this essay.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like just the line, like, I want an abortion. I'll do it myself if I have to. And then that just sets off the whole third act. Yeah. ew, how So I felt emotional for her. Yeah. I think there was a moment where I almost burst into tears, uh, like very quickly, because the movie doesn't linger on the moment for that long. Um, but it's when she comes into his lab and he does the first, like, vomiting into his hands. It's the first time that we see that. And he's yeah. And he, he's just covered in his own spit up and bile. And she has seen, this is like the first true level of his absolute oh, degradation. Yeah. yeah. And without hesitating. She
0: gives him, yeah.
1: She gives him a hug.
0: Oh, disturbing.
1: Holy <laughs> fuck, dude. I was so like upset. On, it it's upsetting but it's also like yeah that's kind of what you do with like a dying parent you know yeah. or like uh or, or a hurt kid or like a dog that's like shitting on itself or something like it's just that pure moment of not even like a romantic love but just a uh, yeah kind of what we were talking about in uh what were we just talking about your name it's kind of like that your name thing where it's not even uh, a kissy kissy. It's just straight up I can feel you so fully as a suffering living thing right now yeah. that I do not care about the shit that would otherwise gross me out, that would otherwise be seen as taboo. This is all that I need. That also kind of like feeds into like an our type of like love and affection. Yeah. Where like no matter what kind of fucked up shit that we did in the past, we are sharing this moment so holistically with one another. Uh it's a very brief moment in the grand scheme of what this movie is wanting to uh, achieve yeah. but it, it hit me like a like a pile of bricks in the middle of me just hooting and hollering at the screen <laughs> at his like fingernails just pulsating <laughs> milk you know <laughs> like
0: yeah that that's uh, like oh wow she truly which does set up the rest of the movie where you're like oh she really does care for this person and she doesn't want to watch him suffer
1: yeah i think uh you bringing up body horror probably being big after COVID. Uh, I watched. Uh, help me out, Frenchie. Uh, Titan. How do you pronounce
0: Titan? it?
1: Titan. Titan. Julia to Carnot, Uh Which is a body horror extravaganza. What? Don't spoil it. I won't. But I'm just saying, it is a film that was filmed in September of 2020. Ah, <gasps> wow. so it, it it's not exactly like the point of the film. But now that you've brought that up, it is bringing, like, oh, yeah, that is, we, we're getting it already. It's in theaters this weekend, and it, and it won the Palme d'Or. Yes. We have COVID <laughs> body horror. Um, and it's very interesting. I, I am so fascinated to hear what you have to say about it. Because with the differences in how different genders approach body horror. Uh, obviously like the thing didn't really freak you out that much because you have a monthly period. And so you kind of are used to your blood just randomly spurting uh, your body randomly spurting blood.
0: Hell yeah, brother.
1: (laughs) It's the, it's the only way, baby. Uh, And so I'm curious to hear from you on how now that it's, it's going to be in again, how you get fucked up and affected by it. Cause if, yeah, if if Maggot Fly is your shit, I cannot wait to hear about this movie, baby.
0: I'm so excited. I'm so excited to see this movie.
1: <laughs> oh, baby. Oh man. I will
0: never forget watching Raw. Like truly on my laptop. On I was I think it was like spring break, and I was like on my laptop in my parents' house, and I was just like, like, I couldn't rip my eyes from the screen. I love that. I'm so fucking excited. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh the fly a terrific uh horror film and also uh horrific in its age-old love story of a beautiful woman and her greasy boyfriend (laughs) Uh, just the first stage of the transformation just pure grease lord and uh truly maybe it, it was that angle of the film that I was like, oh, maybe Cronenberg does have like a feminine mystique to him. <laughs> maybe he does kind of <laughs> understand a feminine issue.
0: <laughs> that, the way he appeared in that scene, I think, I think is is like worse than the rest of the movie. <laughs> like when he truly becomes disgusting and like pussy, and you're like, ugh.
1: Yeah. But yeah. when he's
0: just like sweaty and ugly jeff goldblum that uh, and like let me be fair like seeing that i had a trauma response to how i looked in high school like it's like no no like i got so upset and was like let me do my skincare routine like i was upset uh he looks like me when i'm pmsing and i'm just like breaking out i was so yeah that was i feel like um I feel as I like as we've spent this entire mo- episode talking about how I'm like I don't really care about body horror. I love body horror. I think it's like sick and crazy and scary and cool. Um nothing to me is worse than seeing um synthetic pimples on screen.
1: Oh, yeah. I the yeah, fake pimple popping and shit. It, I no.
0: I mean, yeah, like I think that that I first I think it's because we've all obviously experienced having acne in some way. But like, so when you see like a fake, no one's ever done a fake pimple, right? And seeing Mm. it like all over his face Mm. looking like, like almost like chicken pox. Oh, that really, that really fucked with me. I was like, no, like,
1: oh no. Are you, are you often grossed out by the human body?
0: My own? Other people's?
1: Like, could you be a doctor?
0: No, no, I don't think so.
1: Yeah, but I, I don't know I if it's the body.
0: I just don't. I just think that, like, I couldn't bear, you know, telling people bad news.
1: <laughs> oh, that's it. But could you, like, rip open someone's like, like, chest so you could give them a heart surgery? No, like, I don't break I their don't, rib cage I, so you can don't get in I there. Could, I don't
0: think I could do that.
1: Yeah, no. I. It's just we are so fucking gross and icky, and so fragile. At the end of the day, like, the body is such a deceitful corpse. In that, like, on one hand, it is completely designed for us to not fail, but then every way that we can fail is horribly grotesque. Yeah. And so yeah. I, do, I do salute Cronenberg and, to an extent, Carpenter and now for really seeping into that fragility of, of the human so that we can truly be the most disturbed with our own meat shells.
0: It is it is interesting because I do feel like and like you bringing us talking about how quarantine has is probably going to bring a big rise in body horror. Like I think about how every week over the last year and a half, I've had the thought like I'm so sick of having a body. Do you feel that way? Do you get like tired of existing a physical
1: form? What would be the alternate like being a, a ghost?
0: No, no, there's no alternate. Do you get sick of experiencing a human form?
1: uh no because i i that's that's what the tattoos are for it's it's (laughs) exactly it's to keep you in your body
0: Exactly, i've got
1: enough copium to go on for a few more years
0: (laughs) i i simply hate having a body more than anything else people cannot understand this comment they think it's weird i hate having a body i think it's so frustrating again i agree that's the reason to get tattoos just being like fine if i can't get rid of it i'll decorate it but like What Like, over quarantine, my friend discovered that her feet were so structured to wearing shoes that she was having serious problems throughout her legs and back because she was walking on barefoot around her house. And I'm like, that, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Ugh. so like these movies to me, yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's fucked up because our bodies have sucked. But you know what? <laughs> but I'm like, but I'm like so intimately aware of how much a body sucks already that I'm just kind of like, I like these movies because they validate me. I'm like, yes, yes, this shit is terrible. <laughs> but come,
1: I mean, there's some, you you telling me a butt isn't worth it? Come None on. None of this is worth it, Kevin. There's, None there's, of this is worth it. How about so? Is it just human bodies or all bodies? Because like pork butt, delicious. What the fuck are you talking? about? <laughs> I'm saying sometimes bodies are cool.
0: Bodies, bodies are whatever. I don't like having one.
1: Uh, I see.
0: And having to deal with it, having to put up with it.
1: You don't like any club that would have you as a member. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Would you be able to do you, do you think comparing the fly to the thing would be a fair comparison? Did you find yourself gravitating towards one over the other? I
0: don't know. I think they're so different. I mean, <laughs> I, I feel suppose like so. like in The Devil Wears Prada when she pulls out the two blue belts and she's like, they're just they're so different. <laughs> 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 and she was right. And I'm right, too.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, it's it's genre masters in their prime decade. Uh, making chamber piece body horror special effects extravaganzas. I have
0: chills over the excitement of hearing that.
1: <laughs> that get goopier and goopier as they go on to an ending that ultimately, purposefully unsatisfies you.
0: Yeah. They're very similar. I feel satisfied by the end of the fly. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, he'll have to get like a prosthetic arm and foot, but she's going to get rid of that baby and she's going to be fine.
1: And she'll never live with the trauma ever again.
0: Never again. <laughs> she, wasn't up, she won't have to deal with it every single time she goes to a picnic.
1: <laughs> well, look, uh, bringing up picnics, you know what? I'm getting a little hungry, hungry. I want a little snacky, snacky. I want a little piece of that hottest of the flick. In David Cronenberg's 1986, The Fly. No. I, uh, who was the hottest in The Fly?
0: Okay, we kind of started talking about Jeff Goldblum's career Mm -hmm. a bit.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: He is not hot in this movie. His face is not hot in this movie. I think his bod is serving a bit. He's got a tight bod in this movie.
1: Hair is working against
0: him. Hair is is dragging him down. He's not hot in this movie. But I think he always embodies the spirit of a hot person enough that you're just kind of like, okay... But he doesn't fully grow into his face, I feel, until a few years later, when you see pictures from Earth Girls are easy and you're like, holy shit. Okay, wait, hold on. <laughs> um, to me, the hottest, I, I found uh, ultimately Stanton very hot. I thought he was handsome. Um, and discovering that he is now, he was in uh, La Red Sociale, the social network, oh, got God. me very excited. <laughs> but hottest of the flick. Easy. There's only one option to me. All six feet of her. Ms. Gina Davis. Couldn't take my eyes off. Couldn't take my eyes off of her. Couldn't take them off. Gorgeous. Beautiful woman. That mouth of hers. I love her. I love her. I love her in Beetlejuice. I love her. I saw her speak one time. I love her. her. She's a beautiful mouth. I love mouths. She has a beautiful mouth.
1: Okay. I, I, chill. She is,
0: she is... Oh my god! And she dresses like a dowdy librarian throughout the entire film, and yet somehow it still mm-hmm. works for me. Still mm-hmm. works. I love mm-hmm. Gina Davis. I love Ms. Gina Davis.
1: Beautiful woman. <laughs> wow! Wow! wow. <laughs> as, as just a purely deviant runner-up, I had Joy Buchel because uh, I am always enticed by the idea of a of Republican woman. Uh, she's tawny. She's the girl <laughs> the that con? gets
0: picked. That he, she he picks up.
1: He's the guy that he wins in arm wrestling. Yeah,
0: <laughs> She's cute. She's really pretty. She's a, she's a Republican, naturally.
1: Well, I mean, her name, I'm in the film. Like, her name's Tani. She's, like, in a biker bar It's all, like, pink <laughs> okay, and green. Fair. Okay, fair. <laughs> this is, like, pure, like, in, in, in 40 years, she's going to, like, die because she didn't take the vaccine.
0: I love that she's like, I'm not going to walk up these stairs to get railed. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's Gina Davis. The height difference between me and Gina Davis, she can use me like a pogo stick. Are you kidding me? I'm in. I'm in. I'm in.
0: I'm in.
1: Oh, fucking dur, dude. Oh, I, are you excited to watch more David Cronenberg?
0: I am. I am. I really am. I thought that was fun. What do you recommend? Videodrome?
1: Uh Videodrome is, is the biggie. Videodrome the biggie. is the, biggie. the huge, huge one. The Fly is like the seminal classic. It's like the... The one that you would get at Blockbuster, uh, but Videodrome is the one that dudes who look like me and unfortunately also sound like me uh, would also they would probably recommend to you on a dime and give you the you haven't seen Videodrome talk. Um, so I would say that's probably next.
0: So maybe that's our next one. Oh my
1: goodness! Uh, I uh, look before we even sign off. Am I? Can I get your your sign off? Am I allowed to share? What the next films we have on the lineup are for the spooky oh, month. Oh, by all means. Give them a
0: little hors d'oeuvre, baby.
1: <sighs> Folks, next week, we have Brian De Palma's Carrie. The week Woo! after, Jonathan Demme's The Silence of the Lambs. The week after that, A Nightmare on Elm Street. And finally, The Day Before Halloween, Aya vs. The Big Boys versus Last Night in Soho. Yeah! Folks, it's going to be a real spooky time. Keep up. Catch up. Aya, you do the rigmarole that you do so well.
0: Folks, thank you so much for listening to Aya versus the Big Boys on the Mary Grant Magazine Podcast Network. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the pod. Tell your pals about it if you so choose. Uh, please follow Mary Grant Magazine at MGR Magazine on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Please donate to the Patreon, patreon.com slash MGRM. Please, again, email us at Aya the Big at gmail.com. And uh, stay freaking spooked, baby. Happy Halloween! <laughs> <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Don't be mad. Don't be mad at me. No, 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 no. Daddy, I can
1: stop it. Even if I wanted, don't be mad, don't be mad at me. No, 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 no. I miss what you were saying. I was miles away. Don't be mad, don't be mad. Never got like a choice. I was busy thinking about boys, boys, boys. I was busy dreaming about boys, boys, boys. About boys. boys! Boys! I was busy about boys! Boys! Boys!